1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss strategies and suggestions for how to make our lives happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about why you might consider joining the two of us for No Spend February. And we'll talk about a clutter clearing, happiness stumbling block that we both face. Maybe you have suggestions. (laughs) I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, the five senses, human nature. I'm in my little home office here in New York City, and joining me today from LA is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I'm looking forward to not spending with you.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And yeah, Gretchen, maybe we'll have more time (laughs) to talk because we won't be spending. exactly.
1: But before we launch in, we are going to ask you for a big favor.
0: There's something we need to ask you to do today that would mean so much to us. If you listen on Apple, take a few seconds to make sure you are staying up to date with the show.
1: Yeah, a surprising thing, it was surprising to many people, a thing happened with a recent Apple update, and listeners are paused without knowing it. And we want to make sure you're getting your episodes.
0: And this is real, Gretch. I had no idea some of my favorite podcasts, like Housewife Podcasts. Where shall we begin by Esther Perel or paused?
1: For me, Happier was paused because, of course, I follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast, but because I listen to the show again before it goes live to see if there's any edits we need to make, I don't often listen to it in my feed. And so our own podcast was paused for me. So I had to unpause it.
0: Okay. So to check to see if this happened to you, Apple listeners, listen up. Open your podcast app, go to your library, find the show, and if there's a pause symbol in the top right corner, tap that. And then if it gives you the option to turn on automatic downloads, do that, please. It will only take a few seconds.
1: Yes. This way you get all the episodes. And it is a huge help to us. It really does matter. You may have heard other podcasters talking about this because it really is important to us podcasters.
0: So again, go to your podcast library, find our show, and unpause. Yes.
1: Thank you. And And in other news, we got a really fun email from a listener, Wendy.
0: Yes. She said, Hi, Gretchen. I heard you on your podcast talking about wanting to go to unclaimed baggage in Scottsboro, Alabama. I live in Boaz, Alabama, and have been to this store several times. We even found this beautiful wedding dress there for my daughter. It was brand new with the tags on it, but we only paid $200. And she sent a great picture of her yes. daughter in her beautiful wedding dress.
1: So, Elizabeth, this may be one of our adventures. I need two plus four adventures in 2024. And I'm very intrigued, I must say.
0: Fascinating.
1: So this week, our Try This at Home tip is to join us for a no-spend February. Elizabeth, you and I both added this to our 24 for 24 list no spend February.
0: Yes, and I'm also doing this, Gretchen, with Sarah Fain, my writing partner and co-host of Happier in Hollywood over on Happier in Hollywood. So I'm double no spend February.
1: Well, that's I'm really interested to hear about that because you and I are both underbuyers. So why are we doing this? But Sarah is definitely an overbuyer. So it will be interesting to compare and contrast the overbuyer, underbuyer experience. Yes. But I think that you and I have talked about this, that even as underbuyers, we think that by stopping spending... It will reveal things to us. We'll understand our own patterns, our own pitfalls, our own temptations, maybe more than we have. By depriving ourselves of spending, we will reveal our behavior.
0: Yeah, well, and I took your new habits quiz recently, and my result was make mindful choices related to saving and investing money So, I mean, no spend February is perfect for that. Yeah.
1: I think that one thing that you and I will both find, one thing, is that we will be aware of little stuff that we buy here and there that we don't need. Yes. You know? We're not aware of it. Yes,
0: absolutely. But
1: here was a great insight from a listener, Lynn. She said, I wanted
0: you to share my no-buy July, I like the like the rhyming, experience from 2023. A no-buy month was on my 23 for 23 list last year. I have become a constant shopper and an influenced by everything all day long, so a no-buy month was in order. Last July, instead of buying everything I wanted, I created a list in my journal and wrote down everything I was tempted to buy so I could revisit the items in August. What I found was that I didn't need any of those items. Actually, out of the 15 items I was tempted to buy, I only purchased one in August. Mm. Mm. This experience was eye-opening. Good luck with your lists. I love this concept and have been doing them along with you since 2019. Excellent.
1: Good. Okay. Yeah. No by July. If we do it again, I like the rhyme. That's the fluency heuristic. So, Elizabeth, what do you think we won't be buying? What do you think you'll find yourself refraining from buying?
0: Well, I think clothes on sale. Uh. So that's one of my weaknesses is getting an ad that, oh, so-and-so is having a sale and then going to the sale and buying something, you know, largely because it's 60% Right. Off. It's like
1: at these prices, you can't yes. afford not to buy. Right. Exactly. Or right. it's going once, going twice. You have to buy it now or you can't get it. I think that for me, a lot of it is going to be buying books. Because if I can get a book at the library, usually I will get it at the library. But there's a lot of books that my library doesn't have. And I often buy them so I don't forget about them. So it's not like I immediately want to read it. It's more like I'm afraid that if I don't have a copy of this... I'll forget about it, but I could just keep a list. Yeah. Here's the kind of thing that I buy, Elizabeth. So, how would I describe this category? It's like things that seem intriguingly useful, and yet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can I actually use them? Okay. So, a friend of mine told me about this glue stick that you can get. It's called repositionable glue stick, and it turns any piece of paper into a sticky note. So, you put the piece of paper that's just a regular piece of paper, you put this glue on it on the back, and then, like, you can stick it to. Your computer screen or whatever. And I was enchanted by this. I bought it for myself. I bought it for you for Christmas. I bought it for our yes. mother for Christmas. Even though if I had taken one second, it would have been like, does our mother want to stick sticky notes all over the place? No, she does not. That is not her aesthetic. But I was just like, this thing is amazing. Who knew you could do this? Right. But I didn't actually have a no- need for it. And I have plenty of sticky notes already. So... I just was intrigued by the possibility, right. even though it, it didn't actually solve a problem for me. Something, Gretchen,
0: I'm going to not do, which is going to be really the hardest thing mm. for me, is not order Grubhub or DoorDash or any of those for myself. Okay, stuff. well, let's
1: step back. And I think this is a big, because we're going to have to talk about like what we can do and what we can't do. And I think this is a huge category. So let's let's go through it. Buying food. Okay, we can buy food at a grocery store, right? One of the things we can get is, like, necessary things for household functioning, right? We can buy toilet paper. We can buy... Yes, toothpaste. Okay, you can buy food. You can buy a carton of eggs. Can we go to a restaurant in February?
0: I'm saying yes, because that's social, that's relationships, So I'm saying yes to going out to a restaurant.
1: If it is social, would you go and like, neither one of us would really like go to a diner and by ourselves have lunch. Okay, so going to restaurants is okay if it's a social occasion. But not, at least for me, I would not, and I don't do this that often, but I do, I might do it sometimes. It's like stop by a corner store and buy a Diet Coke. So it's like something I'm like, I don't really need something. It's on the go. It's an impulse food or beverage thing. Okay. So restaurants are okay. Impulse snack purchases are not okay. Okay. Then, okay. So Grubhub, explain how do you think about Grubhub?
0: I waste a lot of money getting food delivered because there's a big charge for it. Mm -hmm. And it's not as healthy as just getting stuff from the grocery store and eating that, Mm -hmm. you know? So that is why I want to pay attention to how much I'm doing it how hard really is it to not do it? You know what I mean? Like, it's probably not that hard. It takes just a tiny bit of extra planning or extra effort. So that's why I really want to focus on that because I feel like for me... That's where I am an overbuyer, is in the food delivery category. Mm-hmm. Gretch, another thing that I'm not going to buy is any extra purchases for any games that I might play. And again, I don't do this a lot, but I do occasionally, and I that's a complete waste. Ah, okay. Like what kind of games? Two Dots. Ah. This game I like. I'm going to buy no extra lives right. on my
1: phone. I think we can buy gifts if they are immediate gifts. So it's not like, oh, this would right. make a great gift. This thing is on sale. But it's like, oh... I'm going to a birthday party. I can buy a gift. I have several family birthdays in February, so I can buy those gifts. I would say, for me, no tech upgrade for fun. I don't know what that might be, but I could imagine that. Like, oh, these AirPods look cool or something like that.
0: And for me, I would say, like, I could get, pay for a workout class Mm -hmm. But not buy new okay, leggings. Okay, there
1: you go. Right. Because one is the actual exercise, but one is yes. the, right. Accouture well, not. I think one of the things that I'm really hoping to get this from is to shop the closet and to shop the what we already have. Because what I find is that often it's easier to buy a replacement than to hunt for something down or see if you already own it. Sometimes it's easier to say like, oh, let me just get a new pair of leggings instead of like, let me really look at the leggings I have and see if I already have something that would work or what do I really need. This happened to me just recently. So, I wear in the winter, I wear fingertipless gloves all the time inside because my hands get so cold. And I lost, they fell out of my pocket um, somewhere. And so I was like, oh gosh, I got to go buy another pair. And then, just by accident, I wasn't looking for it mindfully, but I just by accident found this excellent pair that I got for Christmas in 2022. They're perfect. Mm. But again, it's like if I knew, oh, I can't buy those. I would have been like, well, but let me look and see, do I already own that? And I think sometimes we're not looking to see... Do I already have something that could serve that purpose for me? Cause sometimes it's like, oh, I'll just get what I need instead of looking around, you know, poking around in my archives of my possessions.
0: Yes. No, shopping the closet is always a good idea. Okay,
1: so what else do we anticipate? What do we think is we're gonna get from this?
0: Well, I think I'm gonna get some relief from decision yeah. fatigue. Cause I think I do spend a lot of time sort of looking at an item and saying, do I need this? Do I not need this? Putting it in, in my cart, then looking a day later to see, is that still in my cart? Is it still available? Do I want it? So I think because I'm an underbuyer, I usually don't even follow through with buying an item in my cart, but I just spend a lot of time mm, thinking right. about it.
1: Ooh, So I think that's that not interesting. being able
0: to think about that's it will save me time. I won't bother. That's interesting
1: that this could be more about like time and energy, even than money. See, that's interesting for an underbuyer. Well, I want to use up what we have, you know, because I'm not buying more. Like, people have all, a lot of this with crafts. Like, you love to knit, but you already have a ton of yarn, so no spend. And I think for me, it's like, I'll read the books I already own, because since I can't buy any new books, it's either at the library or I'm checking out the books on my own shelf.
0: Yes, I'll use hair products yes. that I own. I've, For some reason, in the last year, I've gotten very into hair products, which I never was before, and I need to use what I have. Yeah.
1: Also, we're doing this exercise as underbuyers, but of course, overbuyers might also be intrigued. We want your suggestions, and also I'm sending your suggestions for overbuyers.
0: Yes, and Jolene asked... I hear Elizabeth and Gretchen talk a lot about being underbuyers and tips to deal with it. Part of what I want for this new year is to focus on my overbuyer nature. Any tips? Typical budgets and restrictions work for a short time and then fail. Identifying the problem has helped when it comes to household items. Make sure to have one extra so I don't worry about running out and also don't worry about (laughs) where to put 15 (laughs) tubes of toothpaste. The budget for clothes or unnecessary spending never stick, especially in today's world where there are ads everywhere. So the dog toy I don't need is now in my social media feed or inbox. Yeah. So send suggestions for Jolene about what to do when you're an overbuyer.
1: And send suggestions for us. And how are you thinking about this? What categories are you eliminating? What categories are you including? What are you learning? What do you anticipate learning? Let us know. If you do join us for No Spend February and how it's working for you, let us know on Instagram threads, TikTok, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at gretchenrubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 466. Coming up, we have a 24 for 24 happiness
0: hack that first this break. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket meal kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian-approved recipes each week, with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in. 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something
1: that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. Okay, Grutch, we are back with this week's happiness hack. Yes, this came from a friend. So a friend was telling me that she had made 24 for 24 lists with her four children. They were out To dinner, and they all sat there, made their lists, and then they compared their lists. And she said it was such an interesting discussion; it gave such a a window to her into their interests, their worries, their desire for themselves, for you know what they wanted for the year. And I I just thought this was a great idea. And I have to say, you know, I do worry about being a happiness bully. I don't know if you've noticed this, Elizabeth, but I can Mm -hmm. come on a little strong. Never noticed. (laughs) And so I and I do so many things like this. I rarely ask my own children, Eliza and Eleanor, let's all do this together, because I have to rein it in. But I am, I think you do learn so much from, even with listeners where we know nothing about them except their 24 for 24 list. It's so fascinating. And you feel like you get such a picture of an individual. I love this idea of doing it within a family.
0: I do, too. I'm just thinking in one of my dinners out that I'm allowed during no (laughs) Spend February, I should do this with
1: Jack and Adam
0: because I would love to hear what's on their list. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I learn so much about you every time you yeah. and I compare this. So I, I thought that was a great idea as a great, you know, feeling closer and more connected to your other family members. Absolutely. And now a happiness stumbling block. And this is an issue where it's something that I struggle with and I've struggled with it for years. And listen, it's when you have clutter, Because something feels too good to get rid of, but it's like, what do you do with it? And I feel like where this comes up a lot for me is with packaging. We get something, the packaging isn't what you cared about. You're like, I want the thing, I don't care about the package, but it comes in a package that feels too good to just toss or recycle. And yet, is it good enough to donate? Does anybody want this, like, packaging, like... What do you do with this stuff? That it, it kind of reminds me of that all these listeners were saying. What do you do with things that are neither clean nor dirty? They're neither right. fresh from the wa- washing machine nor dirty enough to wash. It. And it's sort like they just kind of pile up because you're like, I don't know what to do with it. It's neither clean nor dirty. These are things like it's neither trash nor truly useful or or good for a purpose. Okay, you know, yes, this makes me bonkers.
0: So let's go through some examples of this. I think people will will
1: relate. Yes. One thing for me, I don't, an Altoids tin. I find these utterly enchanting. I love an Altoids tin. What do you do with them though? I mean, you've had your Altoids, you've had your fun. They're a very particular size. I don't know what to do with an Altoids tin.
0: Gretchen, the same vein as the Altoids tin. I have, for instance, a biscuits tin from Harrods. A friend of ours stayed with us and he brought us cookies from Harrods. And I was going to throw away the tin, and Adam said, no, don't throw that away. It's so nice. I'm going to use it for something. Well, it has been sitting on top of our air fryer now for, I think, two and a half years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, tea tins, like, things will come in these, like, lovely tins, and you think, well, you can just put things in these tins, but it's like... You can't see what's inside the tin. You can't control the size of the tin. Sometimes the lids are a little bit hard to get on and off, and yet they're so charming. I have tins, and I I, same thing. I don't know what to do with them. Um, Here's another thing. Tote bags from stores where it's not a really nice tote bag, and for goodness sakes, I have so many really nice tote bags. I'm, like, trying to manage those tote bags. But they're not just, like, throwaway tote bags. And you could think, well, I can use some tote bags. But, you know, you start getting, like, five tote bags. Who wants these tote bags? They're, they're too good and not good enough. Yes. Okay, this is something I really had to stop. You know, sometimes if you go to a really, really nice hotel, they give you those tiny pots of jam – Well, you know how I love anything miniature or like the tiny, tiny, tiny bottle of hot sauce. Yes. I'm just, it's like all I can do to resist filling my pockets with those things because I'm enchanted by them because they're miniature and they're so delightful. But I'm like, you don't need a thousand little tiny glass jars or even little, little, little little, tiny bottles of hot sauce. I don't know. Maybe I'll do an art project with them.
0: One I find myself saving, Gretch, which I really shouldn't, is the badge on a lanyard from like a convention or a conference uh, you know, or or a press event. I'm like, w- I don't need this, but it seems very nice. I don't I feel I like could throw it away. I am
1: so glad you brought this up because I thought I was the only person in the world who had that. If I reach back right now into my box of supplies, I have three of these because I'm like, this is such a nice thing. I should. Yeah. The next time I go to a conference, and if they give you the one that you're supposed to pin on your clothes, but I don't want to put a pin through my nice silk shirt, I'll just whip out this. Badge lanyard that I've been saving. Well, I mean, how does one repurpose them? They are so good. What I've noticed now
0: is that I think people are starting to have a place to put them as you leave an event. And that's the best.
1: That is the best. And they should make that much more conspicuous and really remind people because they are really nice. Yes. yes I think that's good for the environment,
0: good for savings yes. for the events, yes. and then you don't have them piling up in your closet. Exactly.
1: I've been doing this forever. Elizabeth, remember how I used to eat just gigantic amounts of oatmeal? Yes. Like, I mean, I like lived on oatmeal four years. And so when I there was a year when I lived off campus in college. I ate tremendous amounts of oatmeal, and I love a Quaker Oats oatmeal cylinder. For some reason, again, like, I just love that shape. There's something about, like, those cylinders that just appeals to me. So there was this shelf in my room, so I just kept them there, and it was kind of— they looked cool, just, like, a bunch of them all together. And so—and I got it kind of a strange feeling of satisfaction every time I added one to my collection. But then, of course, I had to move out at the end of my senior year, and it was like, okay, what do you do with, like, a giant, giant— mound of oat cylinders so that was turned out to be not that much fun but here's the thing what do you do with these things yes that's the stumbling that's block the, what do you do with these things? what's the stumbling block i mean and and yeah. the answer is not oh i have a friend who loves a good biscuit tin so i give it to her because it's like okay <laughs> yeah. yeah but i do not have that friend maybe <laughs> ask around A good 10, I think you can donate, but some of these things really are not even at that level. So anyway, if there's a solution, we would love to hear it.
0: Coming up, Gretch, I am not giving myself a demerit. But first, this break... My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The Game Changer, upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide-leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school.
1: They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process
0: easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold starts. And it's your week for a demerit, but you are not giving yourself a demerit. So explain.
0: I was going to give myself a demerit for not getting my January exercise going the way I wanted to. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, Gretchen, I have been sick and I've decided that I just really need to listen to my body and rest. And even though I'm like, well, it's been two weeks, like by now I should be completely better and able to do what I plan to do. The truth is like, it can take a while to get better and I'm not going to help myself by pushing it. So therefore I'm not giving myself a demerit because giving myself a demerit will encourage me to go out and do it. So I'm just going to be kind to myself.
1: Well, I thought that you and Sarah on Happier in Hollywood, you talked about how you were both sick at the beginning of the year. And that's discouraging because I think we all have this idea like, I want to start strong. And how you start is how you keep going. And it's frustrating. And we you think about everything you want to start and, you know, your Orange Theory 50 and all that. Yeah. But so what you guys did is you're like, let's just say that the year starts January 16th. That is the first yes. day. And so we're just creating a new start date. And then January 1st to January 16th is just this liminal period. Yeah. It's not the start of the new year. So you're not behind. You're just starting a different day. And I thought that was a very good psychological trick to get you out of that feeling that you're behind. Because I think that you were feeling like I'm falling behind. I'm letting myself down. But you just, you were sick.
0: Yes. Um, We even texted each other Happy New Year and tried to celebrate. And that's why, though, I want to not make a point of not giving myself a demerit. Because even though we did that date, you still have a feeling of being behind. Yes. just trying to acknowledge that and then just move on.
1: The best time to start your New Year's resolution is January 1st, and the second best time is now. So whenever right. you feel up to it and get started, then you will go. So good luck. Thank you. Okay, Gretch what's your gold star? Well, I've been hearing from people about book clubs that have been discussing my books, Life in Five Senses, The Happiness Project. So people were discussing the four tendencies. Anyway, I'm in so many book clubs myself. I love a book club, and it always gives me so much pleasure to think that there's a book club talking about my book. So thank you, everyone who wrote to let me know. I really do appreciate it. The resource for this week. Okay, we are underway with Write 24 and 24, writing for 24 minutes in 2024, or writing... For two to four minutes in 2024. Elizabeth, have you been doing that even though you're sick? Yes, I have. I've been doing my one sentence journal. Yes. So I had a funny thing where I was gonna do my five senses journal, but then I was like, no, maybe I should do a one sentence journal. And I couldn't decide. And then I'm like, hey, I have two to four minutes. I can do both. So I am doing the one sentence journal and the five senses journal. If you want to see these journals um, that we're talking about, that's at happiercast.com slash shop. I'm really enjoying this, Elizabeth. How are you finding it? Yes, it's new for me. Yes. Well, we are going to start a segment called The Right Way. You know, we always say there's no one right way, but this is going to be The Right Way, W-R-I-T-E, where we share ideas about how people are writing and how people are sticking to it, et cetera. So send in all your ideas and observations, resources. What are you doing to approach Write 24 and 24 in your life, and we will report back in that segment. And speaking of writing, what are we reading? Elizabeth? what are you reading? I'm
0: reading Tom Lake by Ann Patchett.
1: And I am just about to start The Vanderbeekers of 141st Street by Karina Jan Glaser. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Join us for a no-spend February. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence
0: 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and Threads and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin. And I'm on Instagram and Threads at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And if you like the show, please do unpause because that really, really does help the show. Just take a few seconds and do that we will shower you with gold stars.
0: Until next week,
1: I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So, Elizabeth, for No Spend February, we have to make sure that we don't hurry up and do a lot of spending in January. I'm really trying to be like, I'm not, Yes, you know, I'm not... I
0: was going to say the same thing. I am i don't want to, like, yes, buy a bunch of stuff that I don't need just right. so I won't buy in February. I know.
1: I run out and get a bunch of repositionable glue sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be interesting.
0: Yes. I am very curious.
1: From the Onward Project. This episode is brought to you by Maui Nui Venison, a mission-based food company bringing the healthiest red meat on the planet directly to your door. I highly recommend their venison jerky sticks. I love them. I like the original kind. I like the peppered kind. They're great for carrying around. They make a great snack. They're delicious and very filling. Not
0: only does this company provide the most nutrient-dense and protein-dense red meat available, this is the only stress-free, 100% wild-harvested red meat on the market, an operation that is actively managing Maui's invasive axis deer populations, helping to restore balance to vulnerable ecosystems and communities in Hawaii. Get 20% off your first order at www.MauinuiVenison.com slash Gretchen. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I-V-E-N-I-S-O-N dot com slash Gretchen.